hello, and welcome back to another My Tribe podcast. Uh, super excited to be here today. This is actually my tribe. This is the true My Tribe in my life, which is Mela, Tegan, and Della. Uh, so this is the inner core. And we are here today because we are uh, sort of celebrating the end of the first three plus months of quarantine. So we were just reviewing it. Friday, March 13th, the girls did not have school. It was a PD day in Springfield. And after that, uh, I had school. But then that Monday, all schools shut down. So sort of here, I think it felt like Saturday, March 14th was the first day we really understood that something weird was happening. And that was when we went into the like, stay away from everybody else and social distance. And uh, here we are on... Tuesday, June 23rd. So we are three months and about 10 days, nine days since this all began. Now, I will say that we have had sort of three phases to our social distancing. The first phase was the true social distancing. I think it was four to six weeks where we were really uh, just the four of us. My dad was part of us here and there. Um, and then we sort of formed the quarantine for four or five weeks with the Berkeys. Um, and then in the last couple weeks, the world has loosened up a bit. We are in the second half of phase two here in Massachusetts. So we've started to do some things with some friends um, and do some stuff outside, always outside of the house. Uh, but we're going to try and cover in this a lot of this entire three months. So we're going to try and dip back into those first four or five weeks, which were by far the craziest, the scariest, the most different in terms of lifestyle. So uh, welcome, fam. How are we doing? Yeah, good. Nobody's ner nobody's nervous? No. Tegan's not nervous. Mela? No. No, you ready to go? Mm -hmm. All right. So what I've done is written down some stuff here that I feel like has been a big part of our quarantine um, and sort of by individuals. So I'm going to sort of go through uh, one at a time and sort of ask you um, about something that's been a big part of your quarantine. So I'm going to start with you, Della. You know, you get the chance. You're working from home. And you've really put some nice routines in place uh, in your mornings here during quarantine. So uh, why don't you talk to us a little bit about some of those things. You know, your morning coffee, uh, mid-morning eggs, all that stuff. What have you been doing? So I think when I wake up, the first thing I think about is coffee. Uh, it's kind of cheesy. It's kind of like that Folgers commercial that used to be back in the day where you <laughs> just smell it and like you needed to have it. So... What I really enjoy is that when we were in session at school, I would make my coffee and literally throw it down my throat while running around getting the kids ready and their lunches and their bags. And I truly have enjoyed being able to make my coffee in a fun mug and sit down and enjoy it while I start my morning going through the many emails that I would receive. So that's sort of how I started my morning and still enjoy starting my morning. Yeah, you always love, we always love, mommy loves her coffee, right, Teeks? She loves her coffee. And I saw a sign the other day that said, I apologize for what I said before I had my coffee today, and it made me think of you. Yeah. Uh, another thing I've noticed, Della, uh, is that you have, you have surprised us often with something in the middle of the morning, sort of the later morning. What, 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 what am I talking about there? My eggs. Um, so after I have my first cup of coffee, and bang on some emails. I will go to the kitchen as long as I don't have a Zoom meeting and I would make everybody a fried egg, which I feel at this point I've kind of 
successfully made them really well for the family. Mm -hmm. And depending on what yep. leftovers we have and what else we have going on in the fridge, usually there's some surprise. Maybe there's an avocado happening. So I usually like to, I don't know, make you guys eggs. I don't know the day. Usually I run around and wherever room you guys are in, I try to give you that, that <laughs> egg and then return back to work. But it is kind of nice to have an egg and not just early in the morning, but it's kind of like a surprise after all of you have your first bowl of cereal. Yeah, it's very good. So, so. Tegan, as mom brings us these eggs, and you're, you're, you've been the latest sleeper in the house during quarantine, uh, but you've, you've been begging me to get you up early, especially when the school day is 8.45 or 9 o'clock. Um, but one thing I've noticed about you is when we go to bring your eggs, like you've kind of been changing locations. You seem to get really married to certain spots for a long time, and then you switch it up. So where, where have been your favorite locations to spend your days during these quarantines? Thanks. I, um, one of my biggest apartments down, was downstairs. Um, I'll be talking about some of the stuff I did there um, later. But um, during the quarantine, I really, there's not, there hasn't been much. I mean, mom has a whole living room for Zoom meetings. Dad's in the kitchen. So Mayla's upstairs, so I can't really go upstairs. I can't really go in the kitchen that much. Um, so I got the playroom and the basement, which are two, which has been like my two favorite rooms since this quarantine started. Um, By the playroom, you mean Nana's room, right? Yes. Okay. I mean Nana's room. The playroom, I started off. Um, going into the basement because we'll talk about this later, but because of my park project, I really needed space to, space to myself um, to do this, and I didn't really want everybody to be coming down and um, doing all that stuff down there, so I decided I'll just do the basement, and then obviously I did it for Flash too, which we'll talk about later too, but um, then I decided like when I was finished with my park project and finished with the Flash, I decided to come up here to spend some time in the playroom, not without like Disney Plus and everything, but I still did that. I did that a lot with my work. Now I'm back in the basement, but um, I'm gonna keep, I'm obviously gonna keep changing, but now since it's summer vacation, um, we're going to Cape Cod, we're gonna be going all different places, so the house should be pretty clean going back and forth, so I should be going into different rooms now. All right, so I'm coming to you now, Mela. One of your themes of quarantine, you know, you got all your work done, uh, you were, you were uh, pretty focused on getting done what you need to get done, but you never really seemed overwhelmed, right? So a big theme that I've noticed with you is you've been consuming content, okay? Mm -hmm. You've been a content consumer. That goes for movies, that goes for shows, and that goes for books. So let's start with movies. Uh, you've had a new favorite type of movie that you've been pretty obsessed with. Can you yeah. tell us a little bit about it? Well, rom-coms, or whoever invented them, are just geniuses. <laughs> Just such good movies. It's a mixture of romantic movies, which are always fun to watch because they always end so nicely. And then comedies, which are just fun to watch because they're funny. So it's just a mixture of two great kind of movies. And then, when since Christmas movies are so good and that they deserve to be watched all year round instead of just for one month of the year, you got to mix in the Christmas rom-coms, which are just like all-time incredible movies. So Christmas and rom-coms. So let's let's go with rom-coms here. Um, what have rom-coms have you enjoyed the most? I have liked Hitch. Um, I I have liked so many. You love Mom's favorite. 
Sweet Home Alabama. That mm -hmm. one's good. Always Be My Maybe. There's a lot of good ones out there. And Christmas movies? Well, the originals, like The Grinch and Home Alone. And then all, like, the Hallmark-like Christmas movies that are just Christmas rom-com ones. Della, how about you now? You, you've you been consuming some content as well. Um, you know, uh, you've kind of done a Breaking Bad dive, though I can't tell if it's going to last. You and I had a new favorite show on Netflix. What do you remember watching during this quarantine? So I remember I crushed Friday Night Lights. Uh, oh, that's yeah. right. I think there was that's... like, how many seasons were there? There was like five seasons. Maybe more than that, six, maybe seven, I don't know. But I was like depressed for a day when it was over. I felt like I was part of that family. Uh, Mainly, you watched that also, right? She, yes, yeah. I watched the first she three seasons. She all the way to the end, but she watched that as well. It was good. Um, I watched, what was that one that we watched? The drug scandal one, which was quick. Forget oh, How to Fix a Drug scandal, scandal on Netflix. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Local. Um, and then, yeah, there was another one I can't think of that I, that I feel like I watched. But Breaking Bad. Well, yeah, we watched that, but Breaking, Breaking Bad. So I am on season two, episode three it is i mean it's good and i probably won't have any issues finishing it but i haven't flown through it like i did in the beginning of the quarantine because i think now that there's a little more freedom happening outdoors and i can put a mask on and go to home goods i feel like i do that yeah <laughs> I really do that. yeah um but I, I breaking bad is of course gonna be good i can tell but you know it's definitely gruesome and not something that the kids can be around watching with me so but i, I do like it for sure and Black AF was... I mean, Black AF is just... You and I love that show. That's the one show that we've totally connected oh, on during amazing. quarantine. Yeah, yeah. We absolutely. finished, I think in the beginning, you and I finished, um, what's the other one that we watch all the time? With the family, the dad, and the business, and... Oh, Succession. Yeah, yeah we, we did finish Succession, yeah. During that, too, I think in the very beginning, but... All right, speaking of consuming content, Tegan Julia has been watching some shows... <laughs> And she can binge like no other. So, Teagues, what have been your shows uh, of the quarantine? I have loved a lot of shows during quarantine. Um, I have watched some of Supergirl, some of Flash. Um, Wait I a minute. Some of the Flash? <laughs> you watch? How many seasons are there? Six. Six seasons. And is it the six that came out during quarantine? Yeah, so you watched five seasons, and then when the sixth one came out, you stormed through it in like two days. Am I wrong? No. What do you love about Flash so much? Because that is going to be like the show I remember for you in the quarantine. Well, like I was saying, <laughs> I, um, I don't know what they're called, but there's a ton of superhero movies that are actually TV-14 um, that... Um, aren't like little super cartoons, but they're um, a Flash, like comic book, a Flash, Supergirl, Green Arrow, and The Legends of Tomorrow. Actually, um, Supergirl was the one I started with. Um, uh, Mayla was watching it for a little bit, and I decided I'll just try it out. It was TV 14, so I wasn't really supposed to watch it, but then I saw how um, easy it was. It wasn't scary at all, so... I decided I'll watch a couple of seasons. I watched some seasons and I started to like it a lot more. Mela stops at about third or fourth season. Third. 
Mayo stopped the third season, but I decided to keep going. So I finished, um, I finished Supergirl mostly. I kind of cut into Flash during Supergirl, but, um, I got Flash because of my cousins. They seemed like they're always watching that, so I decided to watch it. I finished it before my cousins did, even though they started it, like, six weeks before me. <laughs> um, because I was watching that, like, three episodes a day. I mostly watched it when I was doing my work. Um... They were 45 minutes long, so I was really watching a lot of them. I, I technically was The Flash when I was watching them. <laughs> um, but uh, one thing I most liked about The Flash was because it wasn't really like Supergirl and Green Arrow. Green Arrow was just a normal guy that decided to learn how to t um, do arrows. Um, and then Supergirl was an alien who decided to do that. And Legends of Tomorrow was about time travel. So there wasn't that much stuff. Um, but I decided um, Flash was really cool because it was about science, which is the way he got his um, powers, um, partial ex accelerator explosion or something like that. So that's how I started to watch it. Um, I flashed through the first, like, fourth season, four seasons, and then I watched the fifth one. And I actually, when I was watching the sixth season, I was actually watching Supergirl 2 because... The fifth season, I just came out in Supergirl. But the last thing I wanted to talk about The Flash was in the sixth season, um, they said at the end of it, which was really annoying because I really wanted to, it was left on a cliffhanger, but it said to be continued because of COVID-19. So then I decided I'll just start watching like YouTube videos of like people, um, people of like all the Flash actors and they were just talking about some fun stuff. So I watched that, but um, I really hope the Flash comes out after COVID-19 because it definitely left on a Yeah, well, it was fun watching you storm through those. Um, one of the things for my content that I've been happy with is we've been watching some classic movies. So I watched oh, Shawshank yeah. Redemption with my dad, and he had never seen that. Someday I'll watch it with the two of you. Um, but that was a magical moment watching that with him. Uh, I watched, we watched Bohemian Rhapsody, we watched the Elton John movie, and then let's, more importantly, as a family, um, we watched Yesterday mm -hmm. to learn the that Beatles music, which was very cool. Blinded by the Light. Uh, Blinded by the Light we had seen. You watched it again in the in the quarantine, another music one, which was cool. Oh, the series that we watched um, was the Jordan one, too. We watched the Jordan documentary. Tegan yeah. didn't do that. She oh, was buried yeah. in the flash. Mela has some homework left to do on that, on the mm -hmm. tablet. Mm -hmm. uh, but Della, that was awesome, having you watch oh, the yeah, Jordan, so having you watch the Jordan stuff with me and my dad. Um... But then we had all three Back to the Futures. So good. So wait a minute. We're, I'm going to ask you a question here in a minute. We had Back to the Future 1, Back to the Future 2, Back to the Future 3. You guys also watched Goonies. Oh, that was really good. Oh. Um, okay. You both watched uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I love that. Was that was decent. That was, that was so much better than Goonies. That's not true, but okay. Uh, I don't like cool Goonies. Runnings. We watched oh, cool, cool Runnings. Cool Runnings was good. All right. So that's six classics. Uh, I'm not throwing yesterday in the classics because it's not an older one. Second Jumanji was one of my favorites. I really like that. So of these classics, which was your favorite? You can't say. Oh, that. you can't do that. Come on. Just, no, I can pick like my favorite out of the Back to the Futures. But okay, like, which was your favorite Back to the Future, Mela? The, the first one. You can't the mess first with the one. original movie. <laughs> Tegan. The third one. What? The, wow. Yeah. What? Well, you know what? Cam said that as well, and. I don't agree that it's the best, but I can see how someone would think that. There yeah, is something is about... Movie. The third one is underrated. Mm. It's underrated. My favorite was Mad Dog. That was Plus, it had some rock. Mad Dog Tannen. 
action. It actually so. really okay. had action. Back to the Future 1 and 2 didn't really have that much action. There was guns. There was Texas. It was Texas. It was just fun. So, yeah, that was the fun. You like the Old West. You like Papa. You like Old Western shows. Old um, Western but shows. Also, if I was going to pick one out of the other ones, um, I'd have to pick Jumanji Next Level or... Actually, hard to admit, but Cool Runnings was actually a, a really good one of mine. I really didn't want to watch it at the first part. Sandlot, they started watching Sandlot, then they decided like that wasn't the right Sandlot. But Cool Runnings was actually really fun. We were so confused when we were watching the wrong Sandlot. We're like, this doesn't. It was like Sandlot the sequel. Coming, we coming home or something. All right, what's the what are they saying? Cool Runnings. Feel the rhythm. Feel the ride. Go on up. It's bobsled time. Yes. I don't know if it's feel the ride or feel the rhyme. Feel the rhyme. Feel the rhyme. It's something, something. I love it. Um, all right. So I think we've covered our movies and our shows. I'll add for my shows. I've, I, I did season one of uh, the soccer one on Netflix, which was pretty good, but it was kind of depressing. But it helped with missing sports. I never did season two on that one. Um, and I'm, I've started a, a rewatch of The Wire to go along with a podcast on it, which I've absolutely loved. So that's been good. Um, all right. So, Della, I think that through the quarantine, I can name your best friend and your worst enemy. Are you ready? Oh, boy. <laughs> your, your worst enemy is Zoom. Oh, God. And your best friend is Amazon. Can you talk a little bit about your friends and your enemies? Yikes. <laughs> now that this question was coming. <laughs> uh, Amazon. Well, yes. I think I see the Amazon van daily. I would say <laughs> wonderful. That's probably not something I'm proud of. But it was the uh, it's the little joys that I needed during this time was we couldn't go anywhere, we couldn't do anything. So, you know, online shopping became kind of the thing you did instead of going out to eat or going to a sporting event. So yeah. I would order some things for us here and there. And some things. Some stuff, you know, <laughs> that we all benefited from. Was, right. Most of the time it wasn't a gift for myself. It was for you three. So, uh, yes, Thanks. Amazon was uh, and still is continuing to be my friend, except now that we're allowed to go other places. Um, I did go to Home Goods. With a mask on and it was glorious. Um, I'm not sure what I ended up getting, but it was uh, probably three most random things. Definitely a gnome, because I'm obsessed with gnomes, but and a couple of other things. But it was it was great. And zooms are, you know, it was like when it first came out, it was like such a interesting and cool thing. And then when you were zooming so often um, during the week, it like I couldn't. After a while, you couldn't find the right place in the house. I had to stand up. I had to sit down. I can hear your loud voice in mm. the kitchen <laughs> on so your loud. Zooms with your beats on, so you didn't know how loud you were. And then Tegan would come out, slam the door, tell me I'm too loud on my Zoom. She couldn't hear during her Zoom. And yeah, then that was true. Mela was kind of hidden up in her room, and I don't think she was really distracted by what was happening. Oh, on but the I floor, could sure hear it. You could hear it. That's true. So yeah, zooming was it was tough. And again, if you had to zoom more than more than two to three times in a day, it was rough. Uh, it was really tough just to stare at a computer screen, especially near the end when everybody was burnt out on it. And then what was hard too is that you'd want to hang out with friends, so that became the thing. So when you're zooming with friends at night, it was like 
it was like part, like you felt like you were working in a way, but you were trying to enjoy yourself at the same time. So I think staring at a screen as often as we did was, was tough. And I know we still have way more of that ahead of us. It was just the scheduling of it and, you know, all of us having to do it at the same time was, was quite a show. So here we go, once and for all. Who is louder on Zoom? You. Mom or Dad? Dad. Dad. Definitely Dad. Tegan? Don't just stick up for Dad and say me. Who's louder on Zoom, Tegan? I mean, it's not like the people are waiting for your vote. Definitely Dad. A tie? It's a tie, she said. Did you say it's a tie? Dad was really loud for the first half of quarantine. Then he got better, and then Mom. Now Mom's really loud. Well, mom was really loud for the second half, so tie. You guys both really loud. Your voices project when you're talking to a screen. You know how much. I don't. I don't think it's it. true. I think that mom's the loudest. I stand by my vote. No, no. nobody cares what you say. It was so <laughs> loud. One thing I wanted to ask mom was, um, it seems like she obviously loves going to Home Goods and obviously miss going to all the stores that she loves. But one thing I wanted to ask was. It seems like she was really into going buying on Amazon. It seemed like there was a lot of fun things there. So I wanted to ask you, what, what would you, um, if you got to pick, two questions really quickly. If you got to pick, would you rather have Amazon or would, would you rather be able to, um, what, what do you like better, getting go, going to HomeGoods or um, getting Amazon every day, like the, just seeing the Amazon at your door? Oof, that's a tough question. I love HomeGoods, and if I had to pick... And as like a quick store that would be going into it, I'd love that place. But Amazon has so much more to offer as far as products go. Amazon's like crucial. Okay. Yeah, I feel yeah, exactly. I feel like you need it. Um, and the second one was really quick too. Um, it seems like this before quarantine started, you loved home goods. It was like your favorite place to go to. Like if you were gonna have a birthday, you'd ask for home good gift cards. So, um, if you got to pick, would you it's kinda like a different question, but would you rather get uh, let's say two hundred fifty dollar gift um, gift card to Amazon or to HomeGoods. HomeGoods. Decent. All right, Tegan, you're up next. Park project. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. I'm pretty proud. We did some pretty cool projects. I I came up with them, and uh, the Berkeys sometimes. Uh, a Baresi or two, always the Huffstutlers plus Tegan would do them. Uh, I think the first one, was the first one the park, Tegan? No, the first one was Magic Girl. Oh, the first one was writing a story, that's right, and then we had the read aloud. Good memory. Uh, I remember with that one, Charlie did, I did a Zoom read aloud, and Charlie had like a 50-slide book. Uh, he got way into that one. But Tegan... Focus on you here. You got way into the second one. So the, the challenge I put out there was to design and create a model of your ideal park. And you had to live in it. You had to be able to live in it. So tell me a little bit about how you attacked that project. Well, um, I just before I talk about the park project, I just wanted to say that the reason I was more into the park project than the... Um, other two projects was also the popsicle stick boat was because I feel like I got to express more creativity in the second one, which is the Parch project. Then I don't really practice writing a lot and like thinking like I don't read. I don't. I I love to read. I said I meant like 
I don't like, I'm not an author. I'm not that great of an author. So I'm, I don't really love, I like, I liked it, but I wasn't, that was definitely wasn't my favorite, which was the park project, which I'm going to talk about now. Um, a big part of the park project was, it wasn't just a, it wasn't just like a homework that I had to do. It wasn't like forced into me. If if I really didn't want to do it, I'd just make a little house. And I would have just said, okay, I'm going to live in this little bed. But um, I decided that it was so much fun and I might as well put my creativity into it that I worked in it all day, all night. You guys saw sometimes um, I would be like not wanting to go to sleep because I'd be, have like one more. I would keep getting ideas. Last one, actually, the last thing I did, like a last piece of cardboard I put on it, it was actually the last day. I finished down the last day, which was really cool because I just decided to do it. And it was actually like a candy land, which is, it actually came out not not too bad. So it was a lot of fun. So um, back to the, back to what I did. Um, it's like I said, I wasn't forced into doing it. So it, it wasn't like after I achieved it, it felt so good, but it wasn't like I achieved cleaning my room because like <laughs> well said. It, it was so much more fun. Like I said, I worked in it all night and all day, so it was just like, it was actually, it means like, that just means like, I liked, it was, it wasn't work to me, it was more just being able to express creativity, and I had new ideas every single day, I put them on every single time, which was so much fun, and the best part about it, there was no limit, um, there's no limit to how much I could do, sometimes in essays there are a limit to like, three pages long, but I only do like one page because like I don't really want to do a big essay. But this park project was, there was no limit, so it was huge. I had to break it into two when I had the thing, but um, it was a lot of fun, and thanks for asking me. Okay. <laughs> you did a great job on the park project. You also ended up, even though you fought me on it a little bit, on the popsicle stick boats, you made the pontoon with the tube coming off of it. It mm -hmm. floated, it had people on it. That was awesome, too. Um, I think I definitely learned about Tegan that there's a good chance she's going to be some sort of engineer uh, when she grows up based on how good she is at creating creatively. All right, now, Mela, I want you to keep in mind that you can't give any spoilers away. And I also don't want to bring up any emotions that, you know, are too overwhelming. However, how many Harry Potter books are there? Seven. Seven. During the quarantine, amongst other books you've read, by the way, because yes. you are like Mimi in your ability to just devour a book, mm -hmm. um, you've read six Harry Potters. Yes. What, uh, how's it going? <gasps> I, read the, I read the first book, and I was like, wow, like, this is really good. So then I watched the first movie, and I was like, wow, this is not a good movie. Because it just, it was only, what was in the movie only contained like a hundred of the pages out of the book. Which is incredibly disappointing. But then, you know, like I read the second book. And like it's getting better than the third book. And then the fourth book was really good. Like a, it was really good. <laughs> and then the fifth book was like huge. And I read that one a lot. I read a bunch of pages on the lake one day with my like legs in the water and it just resting on the dock which was fun and then the sixth book woohoo I read it for like an hour and a half straight one night because it I just couldn't put it down you just had to finish it so I finished it that and then it was just a 
tough ending to that book. Tough ending. And though, so I'm surprised to see how, after the ending in the sixth book, how everything will be crammed into this last book. But I give you credit because you haven't wanted to watch the movies at all because no. you just think they that Hollywood cheapened it. Yeah, right. It wasn't. They should have just made eight-hour movies and contained everything. Yes. Uh, I also have to say I told you so because I've been telling you to read Harry Potter for years and you well, keep yeah, putting me my off. My heart had to be into That's it. Right. That's right. You're smart. Your heart did have to be into it. Um, all right. So for me, there's been some other content deep dives as well. I'm rereading GARP, uh, The World According to GARP, which is one of my favorite books ever. Uh, and I'm really enjoying rereading that. Um, I also read, finished reading White Fragility, and that's led to the the series of podcasts I've done on racism on my teacher's podcast, which I won't get into now, but which have been a great experience. And then another thing for me is I've really been deep diving music more than ever. Um, McCollum and Madden and the Lake House mix. We've had a lot of great mixes come up on Spotify. Um, I have watched The Last Waltz, which my dad has always wanted me to watch. Uh, and so I've fallen in love with the band. Pearl Jam had a great new album come out during all of this. Um, and then I now have Apple Music, Spotify, Pandora, and Sirius. Um, Sirius I'm going to get rid of. I'm not a serious guy. But Spotify has been amazing. So it has been really cool with all this time at home and all this quiet time to dive into some music uh, that I hadn't really dove into before. So... You guys are not alone in your deep dives into content. Um, Della, you're next. Um, tell us a little bit about Mother's Day. Oh. Mother's Day was pretty amazing. Um, I think that, so it was the Saturday of Mother's Day weekend, and I was a little in fear that you guys were trying to plan a birthday parade for me and I was all skeptical oh that's right that's right remember that because she was your like dad no was parade like pulled over on the side as if and I was like please tell me that you guys are not not that I judge anyone that decides to have a parade but I just was not something that I was interested in having <laughs> for myself for my 41st <clears throat> so but Saturday we show up to the Berkey house and it had been transformed into a restaurant. One of the rooms was transformed into a restaurant, and our five little ones, ours and the Berkeys, were the hosts and the waiters and waitresses for the evening. And they put on a five-course meal after five of the children, mm -hmm. and they named a restaurant similar to our, one of our favorite restaurants in the Cape. And it was called... Blue, bleh, mama. Bleh, mama. Instead of, yeah, instead of just bleh. It was bleh, mama. <laughs> and then they put, like, really adorable quotes all over the walls. And so we sat. They made two little areas, like a lounge area and a table area. In the lounge area we sat in, we got a drink menu that we got to order off of. And all the kids were dressed up, which was adorable. Even Mela wore something fancy that night. Even um, Mela. She's gotten fancier shocking. over quarantine, it actually. Like, I don't think it was like a Nike dress or anything, but it was uh, It definitely it was, was something fancy. Jeans and a nice little top. Yeah, so we enjoyed <laughs> ourselves a drink there, and then we went over to the table, and we were able to order more drinks and wine, and the kids were coming out and serving it, and then we had a five-course meal that was just insane. Um, I wish I could read from the menu right now. It's not in front of me, but... We had like a cheese and meat board. We had an amazing salad. We had the pasta dish with pesto. 
We had filet mignon, which was ridiculous and cooked so well. And then we had steak um, dessert. The dessert, which was it was brownie brownie with some um, really ice cream. Ice cream. Uh, just perfect. And it was uh, me, Mary Kate, Mimi, and Nana, my mom. So mm -hmm. it was just ridiculous to the point where at the end of the night. Me and Mary Kate were like, oh boy, what are we going to do for Father's Day? <laughs> Which you did very well on. Dad we Cafe did. was awesome. You Which did we very did, well. But it was, uh, it was a mother, it was just, it was amazing. The The kids did such an incredible job. And we had so our much husbands fun. Were, yeah, that was fun. Made us feel Cafe awesome. Cafe was so fun. It was just too, great. But... It was absolutely perfect. And then that flowed right into a few days later to Bar 41, which was the social distance bar of your 41st birthday. It was. So that that day, was, my birthday was on a Monday, and I took it off. I gave myself a vacation day. I needed it desperately at that point. And, uh, you know, I started the day with getting some gardening stuff and, tending, and creating a garden, which was just, like, awesome. It was just great to be outside. And then... It came close to like 3.30 or 4, and you said, can you just go take a shower and be ready by 5? And I had no idea what was going on, so I went ahead and did that. And then as we looked outside, he had um, the, the girls in you, I believe, set up outside, I don't know, seven or eight chair, chairs, like six feet away from each other, and they each had their own little side table. Mm -hmm. That's so cute. And then... Um, there was a uh, another table on our little front stoop that had a sign that said Bar 41, and it had hand sanitizer on it. It had, like, gloves. It had, like, different stuff on it. So what would happen is that the kids would come around with a menu said Bar 41, and they would ask what we wanted to drink, and then they'd go back in the house, and Tibby would make it or pour it depending on what it was and then they would bring it out they would say the name of the person bring it out to the table and they could come out and hand sanitize or use something to to clean it if they wanted to um and then they would just come up and grab it and sit down so it was uh it was just a girl event which was awesome it was perfect i hadn't seen a lot of those people um yet so just being able to see each other from a distance and hang out was awesome and then my mom happened to make meatballs that day, so everyone got to enjoy some of Nana's meatballs um, on that day. Yeah, I was proud of us, Mayla and Tegan, on that weekend. We yeah, did well. We yeah. did well. It's not easy to do Mother's Day and birthday yeah, in the same weekend. Uh, and it's even harder in quarantine time. So we did well. We did well. Tegan, one of the most consistent things you had throughout all of quarantine was Professor Huffstutler's drawing oh, yeah. class. What can you tell us about how awesome that was? I just want to say, um, to start, if Gabe watched this, I just want to say that was such an amazing experience um, for all of us to do. Thank you for dedicating all your time into each day. I know it was just like half an hour, but that was, I know it was a half an hour for you, but that was so weird. I just want to tell you from behalf of um, me, the Burgess, and Mateo Bressi, that we are so um, grateful that you did that. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna speak for all of us when I say that was definitely one of our favorite parts of the day, probably. I, myself, looked up to it the whole day, which was fun because after, uh, after Professor House, I definitely had an excuse to be like, all right, I can go make lunch now, because it was the right, the right, the exact time in the day where I could 
at, right after I just make lunch and that's definitely a big break for me in the day which is a lot of fun so thank you Gabe um, again and thank you for giving all of us that amazing experience and one of the coolest things Tegan was you got so into sketching and you got so much better at it and now mm -hmm. you're practicing on your own and yeah Mayla taught me um, how to draw a person uh, just to start and um, if this wasn't a podcast I would show you on video but I um, just started sketching one person and it became it became a routine. I sketched every single day. I sketched, started sketching a ton of people. It was a lot of fun. Um, so thank you, Mayla, for teaching me that. But definitely, um, Professor Huff, which means Gabe, you are definitely a big part of me even wanting to do that. If you weren't involved, I would have said no when she asked to teach me how to do that. Oh, that's cool. It was also cool when he showed up after all the drawing classes oh, in a yes. suit with like a printed out diploma. Oh, so <laughs> like, it was cool. so cool. He's the man. He's the absolute man. Um, Mela, you've been going through some different phases in the last three and a half months of working out. I, I, I oh, saw yeah. a jogging phase. Mm -hmm. I saw phase. basketball workout phase in the backyard. Mm -hmm. Lacrosse has got in a little bit. But it's, you know, and then I've seen Peloton workouts, and I've seen a lot of focus on an ab, your abs. So, yeah. uh, what's going on? Talk to us a little bit about that. So I started off really strong because you know it's like quarantine. Like, should really be starting to like work out, and this is a time where sports you should just like really start to highly excel in them. So at the start, I really got into running, Peloton workouts, and basketball workouts. So, for basketball workouts, I don't like doing, like, an hour of, like, kind of working out when I'm doing it by myself. I just like to go all the way for 30 minutes. And I was really focusing on my handle. Like, that was the main part that I felt like I wanted to come out of quarantine being much better at. And it's worked. Like, I've gotten a lot better. And when I did runs, I used to do those, like, maybe twice a week. And I'd run, like, two to two and a half miles. And those were always a good thing because you don't enjoy it while you're doing it. But, like, once you're done, you're happy with yourself. And then the Peloton workouts were really, like, rewarding at the end. Um, my favorite instructor, her name was Jess, and she was just so amazing. And I only would do workouts that she did. But it was really cool doing that. that. Jess Sims. Yeah, Jess Sims. <laughs> I um, didn't know that. <laughs> and then what was my second phase like? Oh, so then, like, now I'm kind of focusing on building arm strength and my abs because, you know, I want that six-pack. So, <laughs> each, so I kind of struggled finding a consistent routine that I wanted to do every day. Just, like, do this every day, and then you can do, like, bigger ab workouts once in a while. Um, but I finally found one, and I've been doing it for the past, like, three weeks, and I've, like, already seen, like, a difference. And then I would do with the weights and what are those pulley things called you're like going resistance to your feet band. resistant bands and like i wouldn't really do a lot with that but like i started using those each day and it you could also see that after like three weeks that like my biceps were more defined so i definitely stayed consistent with that part yeah you've been you've been good about working out i mean I, at first you were so sad there wasn't aau basketball going mm -hmm. on and we've all sort of gotten used to this new normal but uh, you definitely have stayed in shape, which I'm very proud of you for. Um, Our whole family has been yeah. kind of focused on that. That's true. Thing. Tegan, you've done a bunch of different workouts here and there. You go into 
workout binges. Uh, and Della, you've done a fantastic job closing out your rings and staying in shape despite all of this. Uh, so just a couple more rounds here. Um, so for the next one, um, just going to sort of bring up a couple more things from the quarantine and you pick one um, that, that you want to talk about um, from our list here. So like for me, I still have left on here, like I, I rode my bike to the lake. That was my biggest accomplishment working out. I was so happy doing that. Um, and, I, and I should mention that it was nice. We were really blessed in the beginning when the Berkeys were at the Cape uh, that we got to go to the lake on some weekends that really helped refresh us when this thing first started, uh, which was the hardest time was when this thing was first starting. Uh, we had some fun mountain biking. We mountain biked uh, veterans oh, we golf did. course once or twice. We went to the over on Plumshe Road to the track over there. We rode, rode over to Winnick one night. Uh, so that was fun with you guys as well. Um, Della, you did, um, you've been doing a bunch of walking with podcasts or books on tape, um, amongst working out. You also had the meme challenge that you put out to the parent forum. Uh, and you also have your four weeks of gifts from Mary Kate. So, uh, walking memes and four weeks of gifts, which ones do you want? Which one do you want to elaborate on a little bit? Four weeks of gifts. I mean, I think the four weeks of gifts is, I mean, the walking, yes, I think everyone's kind of walking during this time and doing that, and the memes is, yes, it's <laughs> hilarious. I mean, every day we said to do a meme that celebrates that day or reminds you of that day, that's funny, but I think the four weeks of gifts. So Mary-Kate, as anyone who listens to this and knows Mary-Kate, knows that she's the most, like, amazing, generous human ever, and mm -hmm. so I, she made my 40th ridiculous last year and it was just a memory I'll never forget and it was just the best and so this year even though I only turned 41 and it wasn't you know I in my mind I'm like oh whatever who cares it's during quarantine it's I'm only 41 she made it feel very special um and her whole justification of four gifts was well you turned 41 so I'm going to give you four, you're going to get four gifts over a course of one month and that makes 41 so and she can justify any reason why she's going to do something kind to somebody, and it's pretty amazing. So Wait, so she gave you a gift every day? No, four gifts over the course of a month. Oh. Yeah, so she, um, the gifts were, uh, first one was Masterclass, subscription of Masterclass, which is just awesome. And there's so, I've only done one, one millionth of what I could potentially be doing on that, but it's just the coolest thing ever. And for anyone who doesn't have it, I would. Definitely recommend it. Um, I just got into gardening, so I was watching the, the Gangster Gardener, and I was watching, you know, just putting all the chefs and learning how to make certain kinds of pasta. I mean, you just learn from the best when you're when you're doing it. So I got Masterclass one week. The second week, I got um, my own little hydroponic garden, which is one of those like click and grow. It's like this. It's like the apple version of indoor <laughs> garden. Is what it looks like. It's like so like sleek and like beautiful and I can't wait to get it going and the third one was um she got me awesome workout clothes from Athletica that is Athleta Athleta, yeah, Athleta. um just quality amazing workout clothes which is just awesome like especially when we've been focused on working out so much it's nice to have nice clothes to work out in and then my last one was um a subscription to Thrive Market which is like this place this online place that sells like really healthy foods and snacks and things. So she got me a subscription to that plus uh, a gift card as well to, to kick it off. So just really 
amazing and thoughtful gifts from a really amazing and thoughtful human. So Tegan, uh, one of the things I'm most proud of you over quarantine has by far has been your independence. You are so independent for a 10 year old, it's unbelievable. You've cooked so many of your own meals. Another project you've been working on is you wrote your own movie and we're filming it in iTunes. We just need Nana to get back here to finish her incredible acting. Um, we should give Nana a shout out in this, by the way. She's been coming and going as much as she could throughout uh, and brightening up our day every time. Um, you've been helping Poppy clean his garage, Tegan. Um, so cooking, taking care of your classes on your own a lot of days. Uh, making your own meals, helping Poppy with his garage, doing your room, cleaning your room. And then also, Tegan, you're the funniest texter I know. Um, your work on the group text, which has the 10 of us on it, uh, you say good morning to us every morning, you say good night to us every night, and in the middle you send us the funniest videos and jokes, and uh, everybody just can't believe how good you are um, at providing humor in the text. So when you think about those things, you're cooking, making pasta, your movie, uh, making Poppy's Garage. Uh, what, what, which one do you want to talk to us about a little bit more? Well, there are a lot of fun. There are a lot of fun, so I don't really know. But one of my favorites was the cooking. The cooking was a lot of fun. Um, I decided there's no, there's no better point in time than a quarantine to, to do figure out new flavors so new flavors and new um, recipes so I went online and I looked up some cooking stuff um, some cooking recipes and then I tried to make some some turned out great some turned out awful um, one of them that was turned out great was peanut butter cups so I actually just made some today um, peanut butter cups are a lot of fun. Actually, anybody that watches it wants to make some. All you gotta do is throw some peanut butter and powdered sugar into a bowl. I just balled it. You can just do as much as you want. It's not too much powdered sugar. Put it in the mic. Uh, no, put the peanut butter in the microwave first, and then put some powdered sugar. Mix it up. Put some chocolate in the microwave, and then just do like it is: chocolate, powdered sugar, and peanut butter, and then chocolate, and then put them in the freezer for ten minutes or so. But you should do each layer in the freezer. But yeah, I had a lot of fun with that, but definitely the worst one I made were the sugar cookies. They came out. <laughs> Those were so gross. <laughs> I mean, they were so gross. It was just, it wasn't your fault. It was just, yeah. You know, they the weren't sugar great. cookies were good. And the peanut butter cups you're making are incredible. Um, what about meals? I feel like you've made some meals. You've certainly made a ton of pasta. Yeah. Uh, uh, I made lunch because Mayla was up in her room, so I just made lunch and I brought it oh, down to her. Oh, you have cooked on this quarantine 100 times yeah. more than your sister. There's no doubt about that. Um, pasta, I you've made a ton of different pastas. You made homemade pasta once, right? What kind of pasta did you and Mommy make homemade and Mela and Nana? Nochi. Nochi, that's right. Yeah, that was really good. Naki, Naki. Uh, yeah, Tegan, you've been amazing with how independent you've been. Um, just incredible that a 10-year-old could handle this the way that you have and uh, I'm so proud of you. Okay, so a lot of the stuff that we've talked about so far has been uh, stuff that we either did a ton in the first six or eight weeks or stuff that has extended. I will say that one of the things that I have found to be very cool is 
we've we've all sort of dove into different things for two or three weeks to keep our minds from going insane, and then we dive out. Um, and some things have lasted the whole time. The walks have lasted the whole time. And you know, Mela, your reading has lasted the whole time. And Tegan, your cooking has lasted the whole time. But other stuff has sort of came and went. Uh, but you know. Uh, I think it was important that we did all these different little deep dives because they helped us uh, not lose our minds, as I said. But one of the biggest moments for us was when we did form our quote-unquote quarantine with the Berkeys. And I think it was four or five weeks into all of this uh, when we did that. It was after Easter. We had hoped to connect by Easter, but then we weren't comfortable yet um, as a family, so we didn't. Um, but since then, obviously, we have all been extremely blessed to spend a ton of time at the lake, which just, you know, we've had the most blessed quarantine of anybody. We've been healthy. We've stayed happy. We've stayed working. Knock on wood is right. Uh, we've been connected to people in many different ways. Um, yeah. But one of the things that's so cool is after we joined forces with the Berkeys. So um, I sort of have one thing that I was hoping each of us could talk about in terms of our connection and our time with the Berkeys during this. So, Della, you're up first. Um, what amazes me is even when we're so disconnected from the rest of the world, um, you and Mary-Kate always seem to have a lot of things to talk about. Mm. Am I right, Mila? Yes. It's unbelievable. So, talk a little bit about you and Mary-Kate's ability to talk. Yeah, I don't know what to say about that. You can just keep going. Yeah, I mean, we have a lot to talk about. Every day brings some new topic. <laughs> and we talk to each other about literally everything. So that's a good thing. It's, it's fun to be able to continuously talk with someone who you were with all the time. We enjoy each other's company. And when we say goodbye to each other, we say, okay, I'll see you in like 12 hours. And we truly are happy when we see each other. The other day at the lake, I caught you and Mary-Kate in a conversation where all you were doing was setting the agenda for what you would talk about on your walk a little bit later that same that's day. That's true. That's a good point. Too. That's true. <laughs> we definitely did that. And that's another thing is besides the walks I do on my own, like her and I taking walks at the lake especially have been really nice. Especially after long work weeks, like it was like really nice to be able just to talk about it and Get it out because it was a stressful time for sure. Yeah, and me and you, Della, we've had fun on our walks yeah. around Newton Road, which has proven to be the perfect street to live on during this time. Yeah. Um, all right, so, Mela, um, what I have loved um, watching with you throughout this time with the Berkeys has been um, you and Ben's relationship. You know, like I can picture before we even would get close to the Berkeys, you and Ben playing lacrosse catch for long periods of time and then yeah. there's all your time with him at the lake and you just have such a deep understanding of how to love him and care for him and make him laugh so talk a little bit about that relationship which has definitely grown in the quarantine well it's just kind of like Ben's the youngest out of all of us and it's kind of cool to have like an oldest and youngest relationship because like I'll never like be in the same like school as him because we're like nine years apart. But I feel like it's just fun to hang around with him. Like he's really funny for like a four-year-old. And like I can actually play lacrosse catch with him. Like 
growing up as like the youngest of three brothers, he can like throw and catch decently, so he can like actually do things. It's just really fun. Yeah, I can definitely say it's so special to watch uh, that relationship. It's always been good, but I do feel like it got even better during this social distance time. Tegan, without a doubt, one of my favorite things from quarantine has been you and Charlie catching frogs, catching turtles, catching tadpoles. You guys are like a reality TV show that goes out and catches critters. So tell me a little bit about where you do that and how you guys do it and, and how much fun you yeah, have doing it. That was one of my funnest things. There's definitely going to be so much fun to talk about that. But right before I talk about that and we end this, um, I just want to say, I know during Easter, me, um, maybe a maid a little bit, she can be needy, but um, me, all the boys, we all wanted to like, we all wanted to be able to go near each other near Easter. Um, be able to... Dude, I don't mean needy, I just mean like we were so desperate to be able to like go near each other. Um, I just want to say like that all of us here, maybe Kyle and Mary Kay are watching this, like thanks for just like letting us, obviously during Easter we all want to be near each other, but um, even being able to have this much time together, which was really fun and um, but half all of us, we're definitely a little sorry that we were so needy, but it's just really hard. But I'm trying to, well, I tried to think about how many people are not having the best lives. So that's definitely one thing to think about when you want to do that. So back to turtle and frog hunting. That was, that was so much fun. Um, we started off, um, doing frogs, um, we didn't know there were, we knew there were turtles in the lake, but we didn't know they were near them. We started off just looking at um, frogs sometimes, trying to catch them, and it was a lot of fun. And we went back every single day, every morning, every afternoon, every night. Um, how do you get? Tell me, tell us where how you get to where you catch them. We go to a little swamp that's right near us. Actually, it's just like we go on the paddle boat. It's we have some nets. We have a little thing in the back that we can put the frogs and turtles in. But we catch them. It's actually just like maybe like two yards away from our house um and it's in the lake so two yards swimming um or we don't really swim there because it's really gross we actually never swim there um we go in the paddle boat so um we get there really quickly um we go very silently because that's when the turtles are um they can't hear us there are like huge snapping turtles in there um i just figured out not to catch those we caught one that was really really small once but um, I, it would look like it actually looked like an acorn, and we, I looked an acorn it that was, small. That yeah. was really small, man. I don't know if you were there, but I showed mom, everybody else. It, it looked like an acorn. I'm like Charlie, do you see that thing moving? <laughs> and I'm like, he's like, yeah. So we're like, I'm just gonna try to get it. I got it because I I was like thinking like maybe there's like something under it or something. Um, and then I saw a little tail, and I was like, oh my god, Charlie, I think that's a turtle. He's like, no way. We brought it back with another turtle we already caught, and everyone was like, that's a turtle. And we were so, like, that's, like, amazing. We never caught a turtle that small, but um, that was definitely a new one. Um, we kept, we, now we catch baby turtles, but, yeah, it was a lot, that was definitely a lot of fun. We caught a ton of turtles there. Um, one time, we, me and Ollie, um, when, when the birthdays went there, we saw a huge snapping turtle. We kept trying to get it. We didn't get it, but I decided not to do snapping turtle after my papa, which he's turtles, like, every day showed me um it 
told me about how snapping turtles can just like snap off your finger. So I we stopped catching those, but we still see huge turtles everywhere, which we're gonna try to catch still. But that's definitely been a fun experience. Yeah, you've also been catching tadpoles in the pond by the lake. Yeah. Remember, I mean, there was a day where you caught 35 tadpoles, I think, yeah. and you were picking them up with your hands. You've also been fishing with the Berkey boys, who are the fishing experts. Oh you, yes, I Tegan, caught two you, fish. Yeah, you did. I did. I don't buy it. I caught two fish. I didn't see it. It was wonderful. <laughs> I'm so proud of myself. <laughs> did it? Yep. Right Te next to the boat. Yeah. Tegan's been catching some small, largemouth bass, smallmouth bass. Large. Uh, and of course, we always catch some pumpkin seed too. So, you've really been a safari hunter. This, uh, who always throws it back, Tegan? I'll give you that. In terms of our connection with the Berkeys, for me, uh, there's sort of two things that come to mind, or really three things. Uh, the first thing is I've had a blast sort of picking up the Berkey boys and, and helping whenever I could um, in the afternoons and just having them all in our backyard and having them biking around and having them just playing in our backyard. Uh, and that would often include Louie, who we should mention on this podcast. Uh, he's been a cool addition to the family, and it's been awesome to see Rosie have sort of a cousin of her own. Um, I also need to mention that like I was so relieved when we when we formed our quarantine because I got to reconnect with Kyle, have beers with Kyle, have laughs with Kyle, talk about life with Kyle. So uh, he's my guy and everybody knows it and so that was really fun. Uh, and then I, I, I have to say that it, it, I learned a lot um, about Camden, and it's been fun watching him be so in to riding bikes, riding scooters, and just this other kind of stuff. You know, we all do so many sports, and everybody loves it. But without sports, we've seen some other passions emerge. And Camden showed me all the bike jumps in Laurel Park. He showed me Bliss Park and the off-roading bike stuff. And I have absolutely loved uh, doing that stuff with him. And, uh, you know, the other kids come with us, but it's certainly Cam that's the captain of that ship. And uh, I love being on it. Cam is a blast back there doing everything he does on his bike, building his jumps in his driveway even. So, yeah, it goes without saying that it was really a blessing that we were able to form the quarantine with the Berkeys, get back into the life with Mimi, Poppy, and Nana as well, and uh, sort of make sure we were all safe enough outside of the quarantine and following all the rules so that we could be confident that the quarantine was a safe and healthy place. Uh, Mela, the only thing I didn't get to with you uh, was I do respect greatly how you stayed connected to some, some friends by your FaceTime while watching movies yeah. and Netflix shows. Yes. Can you reiterate? Can you uh, elaborate on that real quick to finish? So the main person I did that with was Vivian. And like for, I would say, two and a half weeks, we did it every single night. And it was kind of just like a fun thing to look forward to. And like for two weeks, we watched a whole movie every night. And it was kind of just like fun to see new movies. Like she would pick a movie that like maybe we'd watch ones like we've never, like neither of us have both seen. But, like, sometimes I'd pick one I'd seen so I can, like, see her reactions at certain parts. And then, like, a little bit into it, we started a show called Never Have I Ever, which was, like, new and it only had ten episodes. But it was fun to watch with her again. Yeah, it was. I respected that move. It was a creative move at a time when we weren't allowed to see anybody. Uh, so that was very cool. Um, 
Well, Mail and I are going to stick around for another five minutes to relive our last day of basketball together. It's a good uh, way to go out. It's a good way to go out. We'll, we'll detail that in a minute. But thank you, Della. Thank you. That was my pleasure. <laughs> I love hearing my voice. <laughs> thank you, Tegan. Say thank Thank you. And uh, we love you guys. And uh, Except I'm, anyone who chooses to listen to this. I'm proud of how we've survived the quarantine as a family. Okay, so six days before I would say we were officially in quarantine was a Sunday. And Mela, um, you had two championship games that day. Um, I coached you in the CYO championship in the morning with Holy Cross. Yep. And later that day, you played in the Suburban Championship with Longmeadow with Coach Brian and Brian. Um, I missed the second game because I left to go to Boston to see the Celtics play the Thunder yeah. with Gabe. Um, so it was a big basketball day for you and I amidst mm -hmm. a lot of big basketball days. But what was so crazy about this one is we did not know that that would be our last basketball for who yeah, knows how long. True. We're three and a half months in. Um, so let's start with CYO, all right? And we're going to back it up a game. Mm -hmm. In the semifinals, we played the MIGs, who have oh, always been our rivals. Uh, what do you remember about that game? Well, I remember just the MIGs in general were an incredibly tough team to go up against. All They were always all a year older than us, two years older than Emerson. And they're just taller, like built stronger. And they just always were tough. Like whenever we, we were able to beat them, like the earlier we played them that season, we won at the very end. Like when I made a three with like 11 seconds left. But you made a steal, dribbled coast to well, coast I and hit a three. You, you made a turnover. I made a turnover. <laughs> Thank you for remembering that. that followed by a steal, followed by a pull up three pointer, which we have on video, which was a awesome moment and when the game ended no they called the timeout right and they i think i pretty out. much threw you into the wall i was so excited yeah that was that uh, was a really good moment and that felt even better it being the migs that we beat so we beat them in that game and then we played them again in the semifinals, and they came prepared they oh, came boy. organized and prepared um so what i remember about that semifinal game against the migs was first of all it was a tough game for you they did a tough full court press yeah and we left it a lot on you um, to break it. And you had some turnovers that frustrated you and certainly frustrated me. But I, in your defense, you were facing a lot of pressure. And it was your job to break the first line of the defense. Um, it was also a tough game in the semifinal for Angela. They have a lot of height. And she, yep. she was having a hard time uh, finding her way um, at first. But we kept it close, which is that what we, we like did. to do against the MIGs. And uh, do you remember the final play? We made a comeback. We, we actually fell behind. We made a comeback. Yeah. I don't remember the details of the comeback. We made a com comeback. Do you remember the final play? I do. So the ball was passed in, and I just got cornered. And I was, like, you know, a little freaky, but I knew, like, time was running out. I have to get out of this press and just get it up to Angela in some way, shape, or form. That's our only chance. So I dribbled through, like, a couple people. And they were covering Angela, obviously, because they did not want to lose to another group of seventh graders, like, twice in a row. So they were ready and prepared guarding her. But Emerson was open on the wing, like, wide open. So I, like, chucked it to her from half court. And then that girl closed out Emerson, and she 
made a really like impressive good pass to Angela and Angela I believe shot it and it was an and one and mm -hmm. we just tackled her like everyone ran like even our teammates who weren't like on the um court at the time like we ran and literally jumped on top of her it was yeah. a, a great moment so that was an awesome way to win the semis yeah, that was awesome. um, and we love the migs and we've played with and against a lot of them for a while uh and janaya is a tough matchup for you yes. always uh but it was a nice win so that brought us to the sunday we were talking about which was the finals versus saint mary's now saint mary's was a very good team. They were undefeated on the season. Mm -hmm. They were, I think, all eighth graders, if not all mostly eighth graders. Eighth graders. Um, and we had played them at St. Mary's. We'd only played them once because they weren't able to play us the first time. Yeah. Um, we had played them at St. Mary's, and they had beat us by 20 or more it points. It was incredibly embarrassing. Yes, it was incredibly embarrassing. Not even like you could think like, oh, they're eighth graders. Like, there's an excuse, but we don't lose like that. No, that was, that was a terrible. bad, bad day. So we played them in the championship on this Sunday at Holyoke Boys and Girls Club, where we had also beat the Migs in the semis, yeah. where we had also won the fourth grade CYO championship in that great game we'll mm -hmm. never forget. Um, and it was an absolute battle with St. Mary's. It was close the entire way. They played their pressure zone defense, which is hard uh, to deal with and which doesn't give us a lot of open. Uh, yeah, it's hard to play against their pressure zone because you don't ever play against that anywhere else. Yeah. Like, it's usually man or some kind of press that like backs into a zone. So that was weird. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I remember I got so lucky as a coach in the first five or six minutes because um, for some reason I was upset with Sam and I was going to sub her out and I had I think I had already put someone at the scorer's table to sub yep. out Sam mm -hmm. and before I could get her out she hit two three-pointers which we needed so it gave us bad. the biggest boost yes it was the perfect thing yeah it kind of took the top off the defense which helped us so thank god oh. there was not a foul to ruin what sam did because it was going to be my fault um another thing i remember about that game was just how incredible alasia was on defense Oh, she was so important in that game we i believe we played man to man didn't we, we did yeah and uh we had her always on one of their best scorers and she was just all over the place she's, she's so fast tough like just perfect for guarding those good players so athletic and and ironically enough it came down to the same type of play didn't it it did yeah i think angela made another yeah and i, I think it was mela to emmy to angela again something if, like that if i'm yeah. not mistaken and for for a big layup to either win it or to seal it um and then we were extremely excited after that one so that one we really tackled her like yeah. that because yeah. that was like the championship yeah. that wasn't like playing around anymore that was really good oh it's amazing and it was so weird to be playing against cat who's such a big part of yeah. our team especially but... it's hard playing against her because she's like so good at free throws which is great when you're playing with her yeah like, once you're playing against her like wonderful yeah yeah absolutely so all right, now we go to Suburban. In the semifinal versus Suburban, you played maybe like Frontier or something, and it was a really good, yeah, Frontier, and they're a really tough Frontier team. But I'll say it, you and Kat were absolutely on fire. And I think in that game, you may have both had 
20 points uh, and you guys beat a really tough frontier uh, team and the other thing I'll remember which if if uh, if you guys both keep developing is a good sign is I don't know how many times in that game you got the ball and threw it ahead on the fast break to Cat, who yeah. just who just it reminds me of Murph when when I played with Murph. Like he he knew as soon as I got it, his eyes lit up and he ran as fast as he could, and I would throw it ahead. Yeah. And uh, you did the same with Cat in that semifinal. So then the final was versus Westside, who's a good team. They're a good team. Yeah, they got they... a good group of eighth graders. Tell me a little bit about the final. I wasn't there. Yeah. I wasn't there. Tell me a little bit about the final. So. Walking into the um, place, like it, everything was like fifteen minutes delayed because like they did this Ugh. whole ceremony for the team before us, and like you already arrived like thirty minutes early, so you watched the last eight minutes of the game, and then there was this whole ceremony, and so like we kind of getting a little antsy like to go and start to warm up, um, and then like once I noticed the team, I was like this is St. Thomas. And they were like, no, this is Westfield. But it had some of the best players from a St. Thomas team that we played that same year. That was tough, but, like, we beat them each time. So that was kind of, like, scaring me because I was like, okay, we got to figure out how to, like, guard these girls because I've played them before and they're really hard. Um, so we were going into that a little, like, eh. <laughs> but then, like, once we got into it, if I, like, remember correctly, like, it was kind of back and forth. But I'm pretty sure at one point they pulled ahead by, like, 10 points towards the end. And, like, we were all getting worried. And we were like, come on. Like, there's got to be – we have one more boost. And then me and Kat just, like, went off making, like, every shot. And I remember they put this girl on me who, like, wasn't that fast or anything and, like, didn't have, like, quick turns and, like, a full-court press. So I could beat her with, like, a crossover or something, which – they did that for a few plays, and we scored each time on that play, whether it was, like, me or Kat or, like, Emma or anything. So I remember that being really important towards the end. Yeah, and it sounded like uh, – I know Poppy after that game said that you just uh, played an incredible all-around game where yeah. you had to do a little bit of everything. Um, and I'm sure Kat went off, and I, I, I know that um, – your girls in the post did well against their strong girls, which yeah. was so and important. Their tall girls were even taller than ours, so that yeah. made it even harder. Yeah, so what a day that was, huh? Yeah, the, was a good day. the CYO championship, the suburban championship, and in the in our minds we were so excited, but we thought we were just gonna roll right into three or four months of AAU and that did not happen, but uh still so blessed to have uh that day be the final basketball day for a while. Yeah, and it will return. A good basketball day. Yeah, it will return. Well, thanks for sharing those stories, Mayla. You know mm -hmm. how much I love coaching you uh, and uh, could not be more proud of how you've done in all of that. So thank you very much, Mayla. And thank you very much to anyone who's listening. Um, you know the My Tribe podcast is all about this is not, I'm not trying to spread this podcast. This is about friends and family listening if they're interested in hearing the guests that I have on. And I can't wait personally to listen to this podcast in five years and 10 years and 20 years and just sort of smile at the memories uh, that we made during this quarantine. And I hope the world gets back on track. I hope coronavirus gets solved uh, and the many other problems we're dealing with as well. Uh, but I hope you enjoyed this podcast. I know I enjoyed bringing it to you. And I uh, hope you stay happy, uh, happy, healthy, and sane through the rest of this uh, quarantine.
quarantine or however long this coronavirus COVID-19 thing lasts. Thank you very much for joining us on the My Tribe podcast. Keep it moving, yeah, yeah. Keep it moving, yeah, yeah. To the K-I-M, keep it moving. True that, to the K-I-M. Ain't got no time for shucking and jiving. Uh.